0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American Pool, Table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food, and bottomless brunches.
1: Kent
2: Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola
3: Everett.
0: Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, January the 17th. And we're going to start with news that a former Kent teacher who groomed and sexually abused a pupil has been jailed for six years. Carly Deer taught PE at Maidstone Grammar School for Girls. Well, our Canterbury Crown Court reporter, Sean Axtell, has been following this case for us and joins me now. Sean, firstly, the trial happened last year, so can you remind us what the 46-year-old did?
3: Yes, well, Carly Deer was a teacher at Maidstone Grammar School for Girls when she groomed isolated, controlled and repeatedly sexually assaulted a student. She first used offerings of sweets to build trust and would later begin isolating the girl where her abuse intensified further. Uh, Deer would tell the girl she loved her and repeatedly invited her back to her Whitstable home, where she carried out progressively more serious sexual attacks. During the trial, Deer's victim, who must remain anonymous, told jurors that Deer seemed to believe that she was in some kind of relationship with her, as if she'd convinced herself that he were an item. She also said when she threatened to go to the police some years later, Carly Dear would send her around £10,000. Now, of course, throughout the trial, Dear maintained her innocence, uh, she even branded her victims' accusations a-, a lie. She called the accusations sick and disgusting when she took to the stand. Uh, but jurors would convict her of six charges of historic sexual abuse, though she was acquitted on one charge as well. That must be stressed.
0: And the victim made a very powerful statement in court during the sentencing, didn't she?
3: Yes, well, dear's victim, she read out her own victim impact statement from behind a screen, from behind curtains, with Carly Deer sat only metres of way in the dark. She, she couldn't see Carly Dear, but, but Deer could hear these words, and they were very cutting indeed. She said, "'When I hear her name, I hate it. The thought and sound of her name makes me feel sick. It's horrible to think another human's name makes you feel sick, but it does.'" Most of the time, I just feel angry. I feel incredibly embarrassed because I'm not very good at relationships. I find it hard to build relationships with all people. I no longer trust my own judgment because I trusted her and she abused me. I need to know she cannot and will not ever be able to do this
0: again. And finally, what did the judge have to say?
3: The judge really honed in on the fact that Deer was still protesting her innocence, even after her conviction. And he said this indicated that she had absolutely no remorse or insight into her actions. Uh, and to quote, he said that Deer was, in fact, convicted on clear and compelling evidence. He said, the effect has been unsurprisingly profound and shocking. Your grooming and your abuse of her took away a key part of her youth. You abuse your position of trust in the most appalling fashion.
0: Sean, thanks ever so much elsewhere today. Three people have been arrested following the death of a man near Dartford, which police have told the Kent Online podcast they're treating as unexplained. The 32-year-old was found dead at a property in Homefield Farm Road in Sutton at Hone late last night. Two men, who are both aged 30 and a 38-year-old woman, remain in custody. We're told inquiries to locate the victims next of kin are ongoing. A man accused of murdering a Kent PCSO has appeared in court today via video link. Julia James, who was 53, suffered serious head injuries while walking her dog in snowdown last April. 21-year-old Callum Wheeler from Sunshine Corner Avenue in Aylesham appeared at Southwark Crown Court for a pre-trial review. He'll go before a jury in May. Three members of a family who got involved in a fight at a pub in Medway have been sentenced nearly three years after it happened. A court was told the brawl at the Plough and Checkers in Gillingham was caught on CCTV and witnessed by children. A 48-year-old man from the town was jailed for 15 months while two others received suspended sentences for their involvement. Now, it's being reported today the military are going to be put in charge of preventing small boats of asylum seekers from crossing the channel to Kent. The claims have been made in the Times newspaper and haven't been denied by the Education Secretary. It's also suggested refugees could be sent to countries in Africa for processing and resettlement. Well, here's what Nadim Zahawi has had to say.
1: It is a good idea that uh, there is a single command and control, um, and that includes Not just naval vessels, but all other uh, vessels including border force so that you actually have a coordinated operation in terms of these small boats a Really important idea is the legislation that Priti Patel's put put through Parliament to allow us to have a much better way of of dealing with illegal uh, migration by combining the uh, command and control it will allow border force to prepare for that bill uh, to be implemented on the ground so that we can finally deal with this issue, which is clearly challenging the Navy would always behave responsibly. The important thing is to make sure that, that actually operation is well coordinated, to go after the illegal uh, uh, smugglers who are putting these people's lives at risk. They're the ones we want to, we want to capture and prosecute okay. and work with our you know, French counterparts to make sure that also happens.
0: Well, let's get some reaction to this. Kay Marsh is from refugee charity Samfire, based in Dover.
1: The news that the military is going to be deployed
2: into the Channel is worrying and infuriating. Uh, The decision to move these plans forward is clearly an attempt by the government to draw focus away from the numerous scandals the PM currently finds himself wrapped up in. Pushback tactics are inhumane and they will further endanger life in the Channel. They cannot be carried out safely without endangering life and therefore they are illegal under international maritime law. Currently there there is no safe legal way to enter the UK with the sole purpose of claiming asylum. We need to be looking at this uh, with a Compassionate eye.
0: Kent Online News. Other news and new rules to COVID self isolation have come into force today. You're allowed out after five days now, but as long as you're fully vaccinated and have a negative test on days five and six. I've been speaking to Dr. Jack Jacobs from Ham Street Surgery near Ashford to get his reaction.
4: Hopefully, this is a sign that, that uh, we're going to be able to live. Uh, with uh, Covid in a bit more of a pragmatic way because the thing that is affecting us like it's affecting everyone else is we've got staff off isolating uh, with very mild symptoms which is just something we're just having to manage.
0: Yeah and I think that's that's one of the big things that they want to try and sort out because it is affecting obviously all different industries. How important now is testing going to become and I mean how regularly do you think in fact we should all be testing?
4: I think it does depend doesn't it Um, and I think you know, like all these things, as the pandemic uh, eases and uh, becomes less severe, I guess we're going to be testing less in healthcare settings. We're still going to be doing natural flow tests twice a week because it is particularly important that in our environment where we might come into contact with people that are vulnerable, still for all sorts of reasons that we aren't unknowingly uh, COVID positive. Um, I don't quite know uh, what the regulations are going to be for the rest of the population. It's just very hard to keep track of it all.
0: And you've mentioned already that symptoms now thankfully for many people are not as severe as they were. I guess some people are confusing it with the common cold now or they could well do and kind of dismiss it a bit and forget to test.
4: <laughs> yeah and it's really tricky. I mean I think although the official guidance on, on what the symptoms of COVID-19 as a disease haven't actually changed, the reality on the ground is that it has, and I think most doctors would accept now that um, symptoms suggestive of a cold, a sore throat, a runny nose, just feeling really quite fatigued, they are all symptoms. So for me, if someone posed me about those symptoms, then I would say you need to get a COVID test, and as they're symptomatic, it needs to be a PCR test, not just a lateral flow.
0: How we've moved forward though, how much does that show us that the vaccine has worked wonders and has really, really kind of Change the game as far as this is all concerned.
4: I just think, from my perspective, I remember last year in the pandemic, we not when people weren't that well vaccinated, just uh, having to uh, send people a lot of people into hospital. Some of them were really, really sick. Uh, some of them died. Uh, and this year, I just haven't had to do that, and, and that is all because of vaccination. Uh, and that's just me from a personal perspective as a GP looking after my community. So yeah, it's made a huge, huge difference. And it is still really important that people continue to get vaccinated.
0: Meantime, Southeastern are running a few extra trains today after bringing in a reduced timetable last week. Services were scaled back because of staff shortages caused by coronavirus, Bosses say the situation's getting better and they hope to restore all services by the end of the month. And latest figures show coronavirus cases in Kent have dropped by 40% in the space of a week. About 18,700 people tested positive in the seven days to last Tuesday, with infection rates going down in every part of the county. More than 400 patients, though, are currently being treated for COVID in Kent's hospitals and just over 80 deaths were recorded last month. A freight ferry service between Shinn and Calais has been suspended at short notice. Operator DFDS has blamed operational difficulties and are promising to run a temporary alternative service between Dover and France instead. The Sheppey route was only launched last summer and it's not known yet when it'll be reinstated. Staying with Travel News and a candidate running in this year's French parliamentary elections has called on Eurostar to restore direct services from Kent as soon as possible. Artes Gallier says the return of timetable trains to and From Ashford and Fleet is crucial for the economic recovery on both sides of the channel. Eurostar isn't planning on stopping services in the county until 2023, but says it will review the decision towards the end of this year. And there's a warning for drivers from Kent heading into London that you face much higher fines from today if you're caught breaking the rules on red routes. Transport for London is increasing the penalty charge from £130 to £160 for those who ignore the capital's no stopping zones. The AA have called the hike unfair, but TFL say it'll ensure more people comply with the restrictions and reduce the risk of accidents. The Kent Online Podcast. With Ball in Maidstone. Now, new data shows about 13,700 new build homes have been sold in Kent since 2017. Dartford has had the highest number, followed by Maidstone, while Thanet is the lowest. Thousands more are due to be built as part of various housing developments in the county, but campaigners are worried about the loss of green space. Meantime, residents living on a new estate in Canterbury blighted by vandalism say they're having to cover a £20,000 repair bill. Bollards, trees and swings on the Royal Parade site off Littlebourne Road have been damaged. Those living there have now seen their annual property Property management fee increased to cover the cost of fixing it. Well, our colleagues at KMTV have been speaking to Amanda Griffiths and Maria Elena Vonan, who live there. Our property management annual fee has gone up um,
2: quite excessively to cover the costs um, of fixing the lights once again and replacing them with new ones. It's really frustrating and it's um, quite annoying as well because you purchase a property in a beautiful area and this happens around your house um, and nothing gets done about it. My
1: property has been vandalised for a couple of times, uh, in particular under the Christmas uh, periods. At the moment, myself and my family, I live a bit scared, if you can say that. Um, only because we don't know what will be next. When you have children, it's not nice uh, to see those type of uh, acts. And I think a good suggestion is maybe to pull camera around and I think it will be also be cheaper. They keep replacing lights and also trees and all the damages.
0: House builders Taylor Wimpey say they understand concerns and will work with the company managing the development. Police have also told us they are investigating the spate of crimes. Police are hunting someone who's alleged to have indecently exposed themselves in Tunbridge Wells. It reportedly happened on three separate occasions in the Transfesca Road area of Paddock Wood. At Kent Online, you can see an image of a man who police want to speak to. Whilst there, you can also see CCTV images of four suspected shoplifters after hundreds of pounds worth of alcohol was taken from a co-op in Dover. They reportedly targeted the store in Marketplace and police say it could be linked to another similar crime. A family has had a lucky escape after a chip-pan fire at their home in Folkestone. Crews were called to Blackball Road yesterday evening and led two adults to safety. A hamster was also rescued from the blaze... And the adults and two children were treated by paramedics for the effects of breathing in smoke.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Volunteers have been handing out tea bags at railway stations in Kent today. The Samaritans charity want to turn Blue Monday into Brew Monday. They're encouraging all of us to reach out to a relative or friend for a chat on what's generally considered the most depressing day of the year. More than £20,000 has been raised to fight plans for a £2.5 billion theme park in Kent in just 48 hours. Hours. Environmental campaigners want to secure the future of the Swanscombe Peninsula, which has been earmarked by developers for the London Resort. If built, the proposals could see more than 100 hectares of marshland, that's the equivalent of 140 football pitches, concreted over with rides, hotels, bars and other event spaces. But the area has been declared a site of special scientific interest due to the number of rare plants, birds, and insects there. Jamie Robbins is from Bug Life and says the money will be really important.
2: We want to make sure that we've that we're putting absolutely everything we can to to defend our triple SI networks, our jewel in the crown of wildlife size, which should be. So it should be sacrosanct and kept away from development. So we, but we need help to really pour through all of the legal documents. I mean, we're all putting a lot of our own resources in as charities to continually engaging with consultations and new information coming forward and ongoing discussions. But it's also to trying to bring in some external expertise, people that understand some of the complexities around the, the sustainability. Credentials that the London resorts are touting, like they're that, particularly around carbon impacts of the development. We want to make sure that we scrutinize as effectively as possible. So, to do that, we need to bring in some technical expertise to support us. We're, we're all working together the whole way through this. We're a really strong coalition, both of national and local uh, wildlife charities, landscape charities, and just camp, local campaigners who are passionate about the local green space. So back in October, we 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 had a rally down on the site with over 100 of us just to basically walk around, discuss and celebrate the site and to use it as an opportunity to uh, to promote it more widely. Um, you know, the the local Safe Swanskin Peninsula SSI group uh, organising events for this spring coming up. Uh, we're continuing to promote our petition, which now has over 34,000 signatures. Um, so we're, we're trying to get um, the support of other other charities behind us as well we just want to show a united front and that's both about that local importance of swanscombe and what it represents nationally in a in a biodiversity crisis in a in a climate crisis can we build on a hundred hectares that's over 140 football pitches of of reclaimed wildlife land can we can we really justify that and we we're trying to harness that local and national opinion here and show that that these spaces matter to people.
0: There have been various delays to the London Resort Project and P.Y. Jabot, who's the London Resort Chief Executive, has apologised but he's gone on to say we firmly believe that a final delay in the commencement of the examination of the application until June or July 2022 is both justified in the public interest and appropriate. As outlined, there are a wealth of justifications for the project. These include the significant role the project could play in the vision to build back better. Our plan for growth, a role as a catalyst for the continued success of the Thames Estuary Growth Board and recognition that will be instrumental in delivering at least £50 billion of economic growth By 2039, It's the last day for parents to apply to send their children to a Kent primary school. Every child born between September 2017 and the end of August 2018 needs to be registered, along with those who are moving from infant to junior school. Council bosses say the best way to send applications is online. Some co-op stores in Kent have started selling products past their best before date for 20p. It's part of the company's waste reduction scheme, which aims to stop food and drink being thrown away way. He can pick up items in Ashford, Lenham, Minster, Seasalter and Whitstable. A TV cocktail expert from Folkestone says he'd lost thousands of pounds in income after being banned from posting on Facebook over sharing his dislike for peas. Callum Oakley had his account restricted as his post saying peas should be set on fire apparently incited hatred. Well, a spokesman for Meta, which owns the social media site, says it was removed in error and has now been restored. And two seal pups have been rescued after Getting stranded on Kent beaches over the weekend. Marine conservation volunteers helped one at Herne Bay yesterday. Another was taken in by the RSPCA after being found at Dumpton Gap between Broadstairs and Ramsgate.
1: Kent Online Sports
0: football and there was further disappointment for gillingham at the weekend as they suffered yet another defeat in league one despite having a new caretaker boss and going one nil up in the first half they went on to concede three goals to burton albion the result means the jewels stay rooted in the relegation places with just three wins from their 25 games so far this season here is caretaker manager steve lovell
5: i think the first half was excellent you know we we prepared all week for our plan and and the boys went about it in a, in a very professional way and, and did everything that was asked of them. But it's no good, is it? It's no good doing it for 45 minutes. Um, and, and for the majority of the second half, we were fine. We had to chase it at the end. Obviously, you go 2-1 down. But the two goals that you concede is, um, is, is terrible. You know, it's, it's responsibilities for players to deal with that. And it was, um, it was shocking. It was shocking, really, and... You know you can't you can't legislate for it. You know you can prepare all week in training and do the things and play away and try and do your own set plays where we got our goal from and it all comes off. But if people aren't um, prepared to do um, do the the proper things in marking people and and doing their jobs to prevent the crosses coming in, then you know you, you're going to lose games and this has been the, the the story of the season so far. You know there was mistakes. There were there was people not doing their jobs. Um, and you know i've just said to them, i don't know how long I'm, I'm going to be here but as long as you, if people aren't going to do their their um their roles and, and and be prepared to take on the responsibilities then there's no point in playing um we can't we can't you can't there's no point playing football for 45 minutes and playing well and then um conceding the goals that we did i know we lost a couple of plays in the second half to injuries and i think a, a couple of them were we're flagging because they haven't played um, in the last uh, three or four weeks, but there's no excuses. You know, we got players going on there in the second half. The subs going on, and they got to have an influence on the on the team. And you know, did they? No, I don't think they did. So you know, it's you know, it's players here that that um, think they should be in the team. Um, you give them the opportunity to go out and do it, and you you, you expect to get something out of it, but. I question
0: that. Jill's travel to promotion chasing Wigan Athletic next weekend. And Paralympic skier Millie Knight from Canterbury has won a medal at the World Para Snow Sports Championships in Norway. She picked up bronze in her race for visually impaired athletes at the weekend, which also happened to be her 23rd birthday. Tunbridge Wells-born snowboarder James Barnes-Miller, who lives in Broadstairs, also won a bronze medal in his banked slalom event. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad free Kent Online premium site by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the website today, you can read our exclusive interview with Britain's top Michael Jackson tribute act, who's from Sheppey and is about to embark on a new tour of the UK, but reveals how, just like his idol, he ended up hooked. On pain killing drugs. We'll be back with the podcast tomorrow.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food, and bottomless brunches.